everybody, and welcome to another Friday episode with The Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a life by design instead of defaults. Hopefully, we'll make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of working together, being entrepreneurs, and being parents. You may want to check out our private member community over on Patreon where you'll get additional unfiltered content like our Friday on the fly episodes and get ad-free access to all our podcasts and our monthly Zoom. If you want to check it out, head over to patreon.com forward slash Friday. That's F-R-I-D-A-T-E, no dashes, or click on the link in the show notes. All right, let's get into today's episode. Kimberly Alpenhoff, Murgatroyd, how are you on this Alpenhoffian day? I am sitting in the bed. This is my new way I podcast. I'm sitting on the bed in our hotel room in Hintertux, Austria, and I am literally looking out the window at the Alps, the Austrian Alps, and a glacier. Do you feel like you've been hintertuxed in? You know how you get tucked in at night? Are you hintertuxed in? I'm hintertuxed. The hills are alive with the sound of hintertux. Well, for those of you that have not figured out already, we are in um, the hinterlands of Austria. We've been sort of traveling, um, I don't know, it feels like in and out of Germany into Austria and back to Germany and into Austria with this sort of like border that... um, you know, is a windy border, but but that's not why we're here. We're we're not here to talk about borders. Oh, I thought or, you meant that's not why we're in Austria. Or, I'm like, or, no, we're in Austria for vacation. No, or border patrol or anything related to border. Although no, but do is... you remember that one time? And this actually in relates. Hold on. So what we're talking about today is the science and the not science <laughs> of trying new things and new experiences. And one of the experiences that we are going to touch on today, some of you longtime listeners may already re- uh, know this story and remember, but uh, in 2019, we sold our clinic in Atlanta, Georgia, and did four months abroad, most of which were in Italy. But we had to sit a month out because of the visa situation with the Schengen visa. So I came up with this really great idea that we would go to a country called Montenegro. It was really close to the EU, but it wasn't part of the EU. So it was the perfect place to sit out. And Rob is a very, um, how would you describe yourself in this area? Uh, Ritualistic, I, you know, I like surprises as long as I know what they are. You know, what and I what mean? time they're at. Yeah, like um, I am ritualistic. I am. I, I don't like change. I, I don't like change. I'm not proud of the fact that I don't like change. I don't recommend that people don't like change. But I am not a guy that's. You know, you know how these 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 people are like. You know, let's let let's get out there and you know let's let's just not make a reservation anywhere and let's just go where the wind takes us. And, you know, we'll get a a van, a motorcycle, and we'll just travel and we'll sleep wherever. It's not happening. That's not you. No, it's not happening. So Rob loves the known. He does not love the unknown. And many, many, many moons ago, when Rob and I did some Tony Robbins events, 
they had the six human needs. And we found out that at the top of Rob's needs pyramid is the need of certainty. And high up on mine was the need of variety. And so the way the universe works, we got put together. So Rob's likes everything the same, and I like constant change. Uh, So anyway, we went to Montenegro, and there was a lot of change, and we'll get into that for a second, but back to the border patrol real quick. So we're rolling up to the border patrol between Croatia and Montenegro. I feel like Herzegovina might have been in there for a split second. Rob, driving, decides he's going to video the border patrol. And I, like any intelligent human being and wife, said, Rob, put your camera down. You can't video the border patrol. And I said, yes, I can. And he said, oh, what are they going to do? Stop me? Well, guess what they did? They stopped me. They stopped him, yelled at him, made him delete the video, questioned why he was taking the video. The fact that he didn't end up in like Montenegrin jail was pretty good. Oh, no. You know what the border was? It was Bosnia. It was between Croatia. That's where the Herzegovina came in. That's where it came in. So it was between Croatia, Bosnia, and Montenegro. And those three borders are are basically five feet from each other. Um, But yeah. So yes, Border Patrol. Thankfully, we didn't have this problem crossing in and out of Germany this time. But so let's talk about this today. So Rob doesn't like change. Kim likes variety. (laughs) That's what we learned. So this summer on our trip, we uh, decided Rob was going to handle the planning for the month of July. And I got the month of August. So in July, what'd you do, honey? What'd you plan? I, you know, I planned something completely new and different for us. I I planned uh, a trip to Mykonos (laughs) and I planned a trip to- going for almost 20 years. uh, To Ibiza. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, which basically is just like Mykonos. And, uh, I think that was it. I think that was, I just, that was my month. <laughs> that was my whole month. So I went, did the half and half. You know, what's interesting to me about this, my honey boo, you have these events, right? These work hard, play hard, uh, work hard, play hard experiences and the platinum events. And the whole point of those events is to get people out of the day-to-day grind and into new and different experiences that create um, a spark of creativity and inspiration and turn the lights on and renew them. And then you go to the same places over and over. Would well, you would you care to deal with that call out? It's actually a really good observation. So as you're describing it, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of it through a couple of different lenses. So when I plan these uh these work hard play hard experiences, um for example, tomorrow, ironically, um we are headed to check out um our next location, which is in uh, Samaritz in the Swiss Alps. So we're driving there. And so before these events, we'll do um, some recon, you know, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Site inspection. So we'll evaluate the hotel and I'll start looking at, you know, restaurants and things to do and start sort of like micro planning the itinerary. So if I hold that in a box of this is my job, and I have to do it, one. Two, or I want to do it. Two is I've done pre-trip planning 
before I've gotten out there. So I'm it, it's less unknown for me. See, you're not quite comparing apples to apples here. You are throwing me into the hinterlands and I don't know what I'm doing, where we're going, what what the restaurants okay, are. Okay, pause. I have, pause. I have, uh, hold on. No, no, I'm no, no, I'm you, Let me answer you a question. Let me All answer right. you a question. I don't, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. But when I'm planning my events, I am driving the airplane. I know the hotel I'm staying in. I've done pre-trip research. So while it's a new and unknown destination, I'm going there well-planned. You dropped me like I was being, uh, what do they call that when they like, uh, they're sending relief supplies to another country? I'm dropped out on a pallet, okay, with rice. (laughs) (laughs) And you say, fend for yourself. I don't know if the air conditioning's gonna work. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna get to that, but I want to pause you. You compared you being dropped into Austria on a pallet with you planning a trip. I'm not talking about you planning the trip. I'm talking about the experience. Anyone that comes on your experiences knows nothing. We give them a destination airport and a packing list. They show up like they're on the amazing race. They literally know nothing. That's what I'm talking about. So you bring people into experiences. You don't tell them anything. You drop them in the middle of nowhere and you planned the entire thing. And that is what makes it so magical because they don't know what's going on or no. anything. Yes. I'm going to disagree with you. No. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. If I knew if I knew that someone, if you knew Rob Murgatroyd was planning it, I'm let's be dancing, honest. I'm dancing around it. But <laughs> Just if I say knew, it. hold on. If I knew, okay, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a great example. I have a friend. His name is Samuel Pareka, and he is the general manager of uh, the uh, the Mandarin Oriental in Lake Como. Okay, probably the best general manager in the history of general managers of hotels. If he said to me, hey, Rob, I'm doing this, I'm doing this trip and I need you to be there at 8 a.m. on Monday and the trip is going to go for six days. But the only thing you're going to know is where we're going. I would say, let's do it because there's certainty that okay. it's going to be amazing. So this is really just an attack on the fact that I am not Samuel and can't plan the trip. No, uh, it's that you like variety. Right. And so you what want- What does that have to do with the- It means you want things to unfold. You love the magic of the deer that, you know, I'm looking do at- Do you remember that deer that we saw? That there was you amazing. go. There you go. Okay. See, so I would, I would say, I would. Score, what are you going to do? Score, score it and say yeah. three p.m. The deer shoot. Abs- put, absolutely. Have the deer run by their room. Cue the doves. Yes. Cue the doves. Yes. Okay. But this is you're you're missing the point. You're missing the point. The point is that if you had it your way, when I met you, okay, let's we're going to go back 150 years to when we first met. You were doing a circuit of traveling. You lived in Atlanta. You would go every other weekend, New York, LA, Miami, New York, LA, Miami, New York, LA, Miami, literally nonstop. And you probably in those places did the same hotel and the same restaurants. Am I correct? You're correct. Now, okay, no, no, no. 
I'm not done. Then I came into the picture and you and I started traveling and I went, hey, honey, so with the money that's being spent on this New York, LA, Miami thing, what if we did something different? And instead of doing that, we went to, what was the first one? Do you remember? I think Brazil. Brazil. And I got you out of your comfort zone and you were freaked out. But then you kind of fell in love with it. And we started doing some unique destinations. And I am probably responsible for more of those weird and unique destinations, like uh, the time I made you go to Uruguay and the Marrakesh trip and whatever random, and now Austria, right? And so, and of course, Montenegro. Who can forget Montenegro? Montenegro is genius because I didn't even tell you how long you were going to be there. I literally just made you go to Montenegro for weeks on weeks. Anytime you've done any of those trips, any of those destinations, how did those feel like when looking back on them now, even though you didn't know where you were going and you were like blindfolded and tossed out of a plane with a bag of rice and said, survive in your words. When you look back on those things now, did they create stories? Did they create a wider a wider box? Like when you expand out of your bubble, right? When you expanded out of that that travel bubble you were in, that New York, LA, Miami travel bubble, and you started to go to Brazil and Marrakesh and all of these unique and different places, that balloon expanded. It can't go back. Like, you can't go back to the guy that just does the circuit of New York, LA, Miami. You'll be bored out of your mind because now you have camels in Dubai and you have other things under your belt and confidence in those things. Because I can tell you now, there's a different Rob Murgatroyd when I say, okay, I'm planning August. I get a little resistance from you, energetic resistance, I'd say, not verbal, but energetic resistance about it. But I don't get the look of fear on your face that I got (laughs) when I said we were going to go to Brazil, right? So expand on that. Like, you're the guy saying, entrepreneurs, get out of your comfort zone and come do different things. Yes, you're planning it, but come do different things because it's going to expand your bubble. It's going to expand who you are as a person. It's going to expand your mindset. It's going to create more uh, creativity and inspiration that you can then put into your life and your business, right? So, so Rob Murgatroyd, you're on the stand now with your hand on the Bible. Do or do not these crazy experiences I make you do expand you and make you a better uh, everything? Better everything, yeah. That makes me a better everything. <laughs> I am better at everything. I saw you jumping on trampoline today. Uh, You've improved. You did. Um, so listen, none of what you said um, do I disagree with. Um, half kidding with you. And it's, it's a really interesting thing because you do have a trade-off when you don't organize or plan something. You sometimes wind up with some things that are less than perfect. You may get restaurants that aren't great, a hotel that isn't great, a hotel that's not, doesn't have the service level that you, whatever, whatever it is. But the the opposite side is you are very much awake 
because when you, you know, it's like when you're driving home from work for the millionth time, you pull into your driveway and you're like, how did I get here? Right. Because you, you've done it so many times. You're so habituated to it that you don't, you don't see any, any newness to it. So when I do, you know, Mykonos or Biza, whatever, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's predictable. I know the beach is going to be great. I know the restaurants are going to be great, but you're right. You don't leave with many new stories. It's a different version of the same story. You know, the person that you met on the beach may not, you know, the one that you had a laugh with maybe from England this year and, you know, Spain the next year, but it's pretty much the same kind of experience. When I do these trips with you, I must say that if you were to say to me, you were in Mykonos and Ibiza for the month of July, I want you to write all the stories and all the exciting moments and everything that you remember. Probably not much. I don't think I can get more than a paragraph out. That might be because you were in Ibiza. Just kidding. You get the idea. I took a pill in Ibiza. If you asked me to do the same here, I could write pages. Yeah. And the ability to have those new stories and new experiences and the pages to write about comes with your, your not desire. There's a difference between desire and willingness. Your willingness to trade predictability and certainty for something that is brand new and different. And, and I, I give it up to you, number one, for your willingness to deal with me to go through the growing pains that I have to go through to do that. That's for sure. But yesterday, it, you know, at the recording of this episode, it's the end of August. And yesterday we had a snowball fight on the top of a mountain. And I had a conversation with a guy that had a paragliding shoot on his back and I was shooting a video and he jumped into my video and I looked behind me and I was like, holy shit, this guy is about to jump off. He's going to run and jump off the top of this mountain. How many meters was the mountain? Uh, 3,250 meters. So let's call that 11,000 feet. So he literally in one moment was like, you know, saying work hard, play hard into my video. And then the next moment I was watching him sail through the skies over this little town called uh, Hintertux in Austria. You can't get those stories if you're not willing to put yourself out into the unknown. Yeah, because I definitely didn't cue that guy. Uh, can I share something and trigger your, um, your what's it called? Oh my God. All the, all the colleges, the top colleges, Ivy League. Can I tell you a story and trigger your Ivy League uh, lovingness? My bias towards wanting to be an Ivy Leaguer. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? Yeah. There is a course at Yale called Psychology and the Good Life. And the woman that teaches the course talks about her research and that there is a massive connection 
between novelty and happiness. Mm. She, she says novel stimuli tend to activate the regions of our brain that are associated with rewards, but it's more than a dopamine rush. Novel things capture our attention and you're more likely to notice things and be present when it's new. And that there's a lot of evidence that supports that when you are present and you are doing new and different things, that that stimulates mood and creates longer lasting happiness in your life. And I think that's really, I I think that's one big thing, right? Like think about Everybody talks about the grind in the nine to five, the rat race, the um, hamster wheel, like Groundhog Day. All of those things trigger a day after day, you know, routine that you're doing. You're you wake up at this time, you have the coffee, you eat the oatmeal, you go to the job, you you see Charlie, you blah 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 blah. You come home at night and you repeat, rinse and repeat. There is not a lot of new novel stimuli in your day, right? If you're doing that type of Groundhog Day over and over, there's not new, there's not different, there's not interesting experiences. And so if you live a life in that nine to five rat race hamster wheel and nothing new is going on, where's your happiness level? It's probably for shit. But if you're someone who, even just on the weekends, goes out and does new and different things. Like I'm we're in the world of mountains right now, so I'm seeing hikers and campers and skiers and all of these super active people. Hiking, I think is one of those things that can really give you new and different constantly, not to mention a connection to nature and all of the other things that trigger happiness. So, I feel like that that backing up right there is exactly the foundation that you've built these experiences on. And honestly, what keeps me happy, that's why I like walks. I love to go on long walks and I never go the same way twice. I'm always doing new ways. I'm finding new shortcuts. I'm going down different roads because it's new and different stimuli and it it elevates my mood, right? I mean, you know, you kick me out of the house to go for a walk when I'm a little bit grumpy. Or a lot grumpy. You know, so much of what you said there is so true. And you have me thinking, we have a, a mutual friend, you and I, uh, Josh Dick is his name, and he graduated Yale. And there was something, I we're new friends, and I had asked him if he would speak at um, my last event in, uh, in Florence. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, it's kind of a mastermind. He's like, what's a mastermind? And I kind of explained it to him. And he went, he thought for a second, he said, yeah, man, I'm committed to doing anything new all the time. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on. What did you say? He said, I just, I have this thing that if there's something that I've never done before, it's almost like I have this, this compulsion to do it. And I went, oh, that's interesting. So he has made it a, an ethos, uh, you know, his MO in life. What, what's the word? Mantra. I don't know what you know what I'm getting at. Uh, motto. Motto. Thank you. To always do something new and there's something there's something to what you just said or with that study that you just cited there's some there's something to 
And I would suspect if you dug deeper, you could probably find some neurologic research that, you know, our brains are lighting up at a higher level uh, when we're exposing ourselves to things that are completely, you know, different. Well, listen to this. So in this same article with this class, she talks about a kid at the end of the summer. So right now we have Sophia. Sophia has had breakfast on a boat. And I mean like a tiny little flat bottom boat that Rob organized this beautiful breakfast in the middle of a lake in Austria. She had a snowball flight at 3,200 meters in on a glacier. She went swimming. She uh, went into a salt mine. Like she has so many new experiences. So I said for a child at the end of the summer, they have a lot of memories to draw on because so many things are new. The summer seems to have taken forever for them. But once you're an adult, you kind of know the rules of the world. And so when you think of summertime, you go, oh my God, how did that disappear so quickly? Because the only, you know, you don't have much new stuff. You can't really remember many term, many things that were distinguishable memories. Like you just said, like, give me a really unique memory from Mykonos. Like we've been for 20 years, they start to kind of blend together because we go to to similar places and and do kind of the same thing. And they said that as you're in a, as you grow and you become an adult and you continue to do the same things over and over, even summer that used to be so unique as a kid becomes routine. God, this is so good. You know, I'm thinking about if somebody said to me cowbell I would immediately remember climbing to the top. Well, not climbing. I took the gondola. I didn't climb anywhere. <laughs> um, but going into, you know, going to the top of the gondola and coming out and going, oh my God, there's Kim, look, there's cows up here. And they have bells around their neck. And that, that cow bell dinging um, became sort of the sounds of this area for us. I mean, right now we're sitting here and I can hear this babbling brook. Like literally it's like a sound machine that's outside our door. People pay for this. People pay for this, right? Um, But to your point, time slows down when you're present. And to be present, I think you have to be unhabituated to what you're doing. Because you know, like when you talk to like... I don't even know why I put our Christmas tree down because it seems like I blink my eyes and it's Christmas again, right? Right. Because we're so habituated to it. But if you're living in the moments where you're consistently doing new things, your brain just slows down because your brain has got to take it in. It's trying to figure it out. It's trying... The brain is like this pattern recognition device, right? So when it doesn't have a pattern to recognize, it slows down and tries to pick up on it. Um, so I, I think this is such a valid point. Okay, la- last science-y thing I'm going to give you, but I think it's really good. Uh, this article talks about how our brains are just constantly degenerating, and that's, you know, scary. As you get older, your brain is degenerating, and when you have new and different experiences, when you have that novel experience, your brain begins to build new pathways and new bridges and new synapses fire and all the new happens. And so not only are you improving your mood, improving happiness, you're rewiring your brain. And I even think 
that you're connecting thoughts and things that maybe you learned somewhere in your lifetime or heard of with actual experiences. And I feel like it brings it full circle. Like, for example, the cowbell thing, right? We have this um, cow farm. I don't know what you'd even call it. Right outside our balcony. And in the morning, the cows have their bells on, and Rob watched a little tiny dog bring the cows up onto the hill, and then they graze all day. And then pretty late at night, the cows come home. And so there's so many things in that that are like childhood, storybook, movie recognition. I was like, oh my God, these cows actually have bells because they're not on a farm, they're on a hillside. Like and you, you could wait all day till the cows come home. Now makes sense to you. And now it makes sense to me because these things are out all day long. And I bet they go so far and they're gone so long that that's why they have the damn bell on it. So you can hear if any of your cows have not come home. And so it's kind of like, I even little things, like I walked into a store with Sophia yesterday and there's a lollipop in that store that's from my childhood. I haven't seen this particular lollipop since I was a kid and it was in this store. And it's like, it's going, it, it, these types of things, when you go to new and different places and you see new and different things and you try new and different experiences and new and different food, the growth, the expansion, the brain waves that are being used and the memories that are popping up that now you're on all senses, you know? It's an assault on your senses. I know what cows smell like. I know what they sound like. I know what they look like. I mean, I'm good with the cows. I just think, but think about that for me and you, right? Now elevate it and put Sophia in this situation. Put a seven-year-old brain in new and different experiences all the time. The development like you want to talk science and development and every parent is like jockeying to give their kid the best development and they're, they want them reading by two and doing division by four. Yeah, travel. Travel with your kid. If you want them to grow emotionally and uh, even their, their vocabulary grows, uh, there's so much science that backs that traveling with kids to places that are new and different, with new and different cultures, new and different everything, it increases their developmental abilities 10x. Well, I'll leave you with this. If I said you can go out to dinner with somebody who um, has never left the United States, or you can choose to go out to dinner with someone who has spent the last 50, 60 years of their life continuously traveling, which one were, would you be most likely to want oh, to well, go out to? I mean, that's The travel person, right? So why is that? Because, they're more interesting. Because they're interesting, right? So, um, all right, this was good. I this think, is good. Uh, so, is our work done here? Uh, well, where are you going to let me take you next year? I'm going to let you surprise me. Ooh, let's do it. I like variety. Oh, I like on. that. Can that's it, that, everybody. Can you we'll say see. that louder? I like Sorry variety. For- okay. If you like this sort of content and you want to go a little deeper, a little more unfiltered, a little more loosey-goosey, then you may want to check out our Patreon members-only private community. We're going to be doing a Zoom 
uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be our second Zoom. And in the Zoom, we're going to be doing some micro coaching. We're going to be talking about how to design your life. But more importantly, we're going to be answering your questions. So you will have direct access to us via the Patreon app to ask anything in between our sessions, or you can jump on live. Just go to patreon.com forward slash fry, F-R-I-D-A-T-E. No dashes or dots between fry and date. That's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.